I'm Laura Austin. Dating and getting married was quite a journey for me, and now I can't seem to stop talking about it. So here we are on a podcast. Welcome. On today's episode, I have some rambly thoughts for you, which maybe you've figured out so far that that is what this podcast is, Laura's Rambly Thoughts About Dating. I'm learning some things about myself as I grow into my new podcasting role. And so just by way of wanting to practice what I preach around here about having a growth mindset and hopeful sort of wanting to be learning in a process instead of fixated on like an end goal or perfection or what have you. You know, it's not my dating life anymore, but it's different pursuits I have, whether it be mothering or my marriage or my work life here as a podcaster and dating coach. So one thing I've been figuring out is that momentum is helpful for me. (laughs) So I just need to keep recording each week. And then I need to publish the episodes immediately. (laughs) Because last week, I actually started this episode and then got interrupted and thought, oh, I'll come back and finish the end of it and just edit them together. No, no, that's just not how I work. I can't remember at all what I said last week, barely, even though I have an outline I'm going off of. I'm like, I'm sure it was horrible. I just have to redo it. So anyway, I'm learning about myself that I like to just talk, like edit what I need to, but not too much, and then publish it, trust that it will start the conversations it needs to start, help you think about some things, and then move on to the next thing. So I'm kind of working my way through and figuring out how I'm going to do this. So today, um, I do have kind of a a quick thought, something I've been thinking on. Um, I am working on some longer episodes that have been things I've thought about for a long time that could potentially be in a book someday. And I'm actually going to a writing retreat this weekend up at Hume Lake, and I'm really looking forward to having some time to think through these sort of longer form topics like dating at church and talking about why I'm so big on proactive dating, even, and that comes from even uh, how I uh, read and interpret Paul's discussion of singleness and marriage in 1 Corinthians 7. So anyway, I'm excited to have some time to work on that. So just know that those things are coming. For today, I wanted to pose the question, what if you stopped complaining about dating being hard? Now, I realize I'm maybe assuming that you do that. So if you are positive about dating and have a great attitude, well done. Keep going. I think that's the right direction to head. (laughs) But what I've noticed is that there seems to be a sort of cultural decision, like both at large in society and then even within the church, for sure, that we've all just decided that dating is the absolute worst, right? Particularly with online dating added and apps and all the things. And we're just like, this is horrible. And we all just think that. And my question is, what if we decided to kind of reject that and choose hope instead? What would that do? Like, actually ask yourself, what would that be like? How would you have to change? Like, what sorts of thoughts and words and maybe who you interact with about it? And what kind of positive impact would that have as you move forward in dating and wanting to find someone to marry? I think that it would be remarkably impactful and very positive, if you will, to be positive. Like it would really help things in a lot of ways. So I'm not necessarily going to lay out a bunch of ways in that, but I just I want to actually walk you through some of my why this has been on my mind um, and then just give you a couple helpful practical tips you could try or think about as you're considering this idea of really asking yourself first, reflecting, what is your mindset toward dating? Is it overall negative and you're kind of at war with this thing of like, I got to find a spouse and this is like 
wartime mentality. I'm like fighting everybody around me like this is just the worst. Or do you have a more hopeful that this could be fun, that you might enjoy this process? Imagine that, that you could grow closer to your friends and your family through this process. You could actually feel more connected to people. You could find some more thankfulness for this amazing world that God has made, that you get to go try new things and meet new people and meet people from different you know, d- different parts of life that you didn't know, bef- know before. Like, what if that, like, is that your mindset of trying to be open and have fun with this thing, you know? Just an idea. So really kind of assess for yourself, where where do you land? Is your mindset more negative or more positive? And then be able to just try to, to see where I'm headed here. See if I can convince you that maybe it might be wise to Try to shift that. Try to to turn from some of the negativity. I've been thinking about this uh, for a few different reasons. I had a conversation with a couple friends about dating in the church uh, at large, and then more specifically at, at my church. And the way the conversation was going, he he really has a heart. This guy ha- really has a heart for single people that want to be married, as I do. And so we were kind of relating about that and sharing different stories. And he was feeling pretty discouraged. I'm like, oh, what are we supposed to do? Like, there's he wants somehow to, how do I encourage guys to date well? And I'm like, yes, keep going. Like, really trying to affirm that I think it's great that the men he comes in contact with and that he's mentoring, he's trying to encourage them to date well. I think that's awesome. But at one point, I found myself trying to encourage him to not be so discouraged, to real like I tried to tell him a few stories like, well, this happened. I heard this person went on a date like this was happening. And I, I was trying to point out that there are some positives happening. And I wondered if it was very helpful to just be like, oh, the singles at our church aren't doing well. <laughs> and I'm like, I think maybe they are like and I realized that he might just be hearing from friends that are discouraged. And so th- really my advice always is to go back to the individual. I don't actually find these big picture discussions all that fruitful. There's a place for it, but I really think it comes down to your life, your situation. And so, you know, as we're talking, I kind of was like, well, that person's particular situation, why don't you step into that? How could you encourage them towards this or what have you? But big picture, I was like, what if those of us that care well and w- what want to care well for single people who want to get married What if we had a better attitude about it and believed that God would help us and that God is for these friends that want to get married? And what if we had hope that God will do that, that he will introduce them to people and help them date and help them get to know one another and eventually find someone to marry? What if we just started with asking the Lord to increase our faith, that he is able to step into a difficult situation and make new things and bring about good, you know? <laughs> so I was I found that that was where the conversation landed that we were trying to both like, okay, what if we walked away being encouraged and wanting to encourage others and having hope in this, right? So that conversation really got me thinking. I have also recently started following a secular dating coach on Instagram. Her handle is a little nudge. I think that's the name of her coaching, her dating coaching business. And her name is Erica. And I've really enjoyed her advice. I very much am in agreement with her on a lot of things. My little disclaimer, if I would recommend following her if you like having some people you know, online that you're getting advice from or helping you think about things. So I do recommend following her. She has great sort of scripts for like text to send or messages to send online or how to respond to different things. I think she's well worth a follow. My disclaimer is that she does share when um, she runs across 
a, like something on Hinge or something on a dating profile that's inappropriate that male or female has shared something. And so there's times where I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's inappropriate, right? But I like the reason I'm still willing to recommend her it, because she's actually exposing them. So she's saying, and it's not inappropriate pictures or something like that. It's more when someone's like gone overtly sexual or said something like silly little joke or whatever that you're like, why would someone say that in their dating profile, right? So she's calling it out. So I do think there's actually, you know, there, there might be a place where you're like, oh, this isn't actually content I want to see or read about. Uh, you know, you're like, I'm seeing enough of that weirdness on the actual dating apps, which I hate that for you. So that's part of me is like, I want to protect you. <laughs> but at the same time, sometimes when we run across something weird online or inappropriate, overly sexualized, whatever, we can feel the shame. We see it by ourselves and it feels so like, oh, I don't know what to do. So in some ways, she's actually bringing those things to the light. And it's actually helpful to have someone who is a dating coach say, why did this person say this here? They were so normal. And then they made this weird sexual joke. Why would they do that? And she kind of gives a couple thoughts or she just calls it out and is like, ugh, lame and moves on. And there is something about that that can help you not feel alone. Like, oh, there's just a lot of weirdos out there and we're all having to navigate this and figure this out. Oh, look how quickly she just brushed that off and moved on. Oh, I can do that too when I see something online that is weird or what have you. I don't need to feel like I'm the weird one or why did I get that message or why did I see that probe like get matched with that person? Oh, it has nothing to do with me and move on from it. So there's my long disclaimer to say there may be some things that you run across with her that you're like, ugh, but she's trying to do it for a good purpose to help bring those things to light, help you know how to respond, and also help you know how to move on quickly from them and make better choices of how you present yourself and that sort of thing. So <laughs> was that long enough of a, a disclaimer for you? Um, but one of the things that I'm noticing a theme in her work is she is really big on staying positive and not bringing a lot of negativity to your dating profiles or just to interactions that you're having with someone as you meet them. She's like, okay, so you've been ghosted a bunch on dating apps. Uh, that doesn't really need to be mentioned in your dating profile. Like, if you're going to ghost, just move along. Like, okay, everybody gets ghosted. Like, why is this really an essential piece of you? I don't think so. Why would that show up <laughs> in your like about me on your profile? No one has met you. This person has not met you before. And you're talking about ghosting on your profile or all the things you don't want to have happen on the app because this has happened to you in the past. You're like, uh, really? This is like, it just doesn't make sense. She's like, just keep it off of there. We want to just focus on who you are. You're way more interesting than that, right? Um, she talks about not using, you know, like sometimes people will use in like early interactions of messaging or what have you, like, hey, how are the dating apps treating you? And she's like, this is just kind of a lame question, first off, but to respond with like, oh, yeah, they're the worst. And now you're connecting over, like, it, do you really want to connect with someone for the first time over complaining about something? Like, that's just not, <laughs> I don't know. It's boring in some ways. It's, again, starting on a negative. So like, how do you turn the conversation to like, hey, how do you enjoy life? Like, what if we started and tried to connect about other things? Not, oh, dating is the worst. Like it just, that's just not really a great place to start a conversation even or a relationship or what have you. What if you connected over some other things? Even though there are difficult, rough things about dating apps, is that really what you want to lead with, right? So this is a lot, she has a lot of other things too, but I've noticed this theme for her 
What if we stayed positive? Even if someone else wants to turn the ship negative, what if we just were annoyingly positive of like changing the topic to something else that's more interesting and see if connection can still happen there? Because sometimes we can, you know, fall into negativity because it's just easier. It's easier to complain than to come up with something more interesting. What if we chose the more positive and more interesting route? So the conversation with my friend, this new dating coach I've been following has got me thinking a lot about this reminder of like, yes, what if we chose hope? And I say all that knowing that you are dating as a Christian, someone who follows Jesus, someone who has had, like, has faith that Jesus has met your absolutely deepest need for a Savior. You have him walking with you daily by his Spirit. You have, we we have all the reason to have hope, right? I'm not saying it's easy. Of course, we live in this broken, fallen world. And yet, what does it look like to trust Jesus with your dating life, to trust that he is with you and for you? And even though maybe it seems confusing and difficult in today's day and age, he can help you. He can help make this go well. <laughs> and so I I just wonder what that would look like for you to pray and ask the Lord, like, Lord, what does this look like for me to have a positive attitude about dating? What does it look like for me to stop complaining, either in my own mind or with my girlfriends or what have you? What if I just stopped complaining about it and actually got like interested in figuring out some positive actions I could take and try to dissolve those problems rather than just complaining about it, right? Because that complaining mindset just can take over and then you're not actually accomplishing anything. It's a very much a, like self-fulfilling prophecy, like you're just spiraling downward. <laughs> so maybe you feel like you're venting and I got to get this off my chest, which I'm going to talk about in a second. There's a place for that. But at some point, you got to pop out of that and realize, I actually want change to happen here. How do I move forward? And I think trying to have a different positive mindset mindset can be helpful. I was actually, um, one other thing that has got me thinking about this, I've been studying the book of Philippians at church with women's Bible study. And of course, in chapter two, Paul beautifully lays out this hymn about Christ and the, the beautiful condescension that he came down and took on human form to become our servant, to go to the cross, to die in our place. Just the weight of that, the the beauty of that, that he was willing to love us in such a deep way. So Philippians 2 says that, and then Paul kind of shifts to kind of, so then how shall we live when we have such a Savior? And one of the things he said is to do everything without grumbling. And I'm always convicted when I read that verse. I'm always reminded, yes, Lord, I want to do things without grumbling. I have been given so much through you. I have you with me. How then can I approach things that are difficult or that tempt me to grumble? Could I instead turn and do something else? I was challenged a few, it's probably been a couple of years now, an author I follow that um, talks a lot about motherhood. She said that in her own journey of, as a mom, at one point she decided to stop using the word overwhelmed as she talked about her day, her life, her season she was in. She just was like, that word is no longer, I don't want to use it anymore day to day, you know? And I was like, oh, that is a good idea, but that is going to be very hard for me, right? Because that was just kind of the mentality I had all the time. Like, this is a lot. Mothering is a lot when you've got lots of little kids and so many small tasks, a home to take care of, all the things. I overwhelmed, overwhelmed would be how I would describe myself a lot of the time. But what if I decided not to fixate on that? What if I decided to tell myself I can do all things with Christ, Christ's help? I can do, I literally can do this. What if I chose to not 
say the word overwhelmed. Huh. (laughs) So I've tried it. I can't say I'm perfect at it, but it has been a helpful question for me to sit on. Like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed coming. How do I shift and either, and a lot of times you need to stop and pray or you need to stop and rest. Again, I'm not saying that we don't need to vent or need to, to take a break or what have you. I'm all for in dating a very like healthy seasons of taking a break, being less intentional for a time, all those things. However, the mindset of I'm overwhelmed or dating is the worst or I can't do this, that again, it's bringing you down more. It's not actually restful. It's not actually helping you move forward. So in my own situation of mothering, it has been pretty pivotal to realize, okay, I'm feeling some overwhelm. I don't want to just, I want to acknowledge that, I, but I don't want to stay there. I want to say, what can I do? What am I able to do? Lord, help me not think of all the things, the 50 things I need to do today. What's the next one thing in front of me? And just take each next thing asking the Lord to help me, right? That has been super impactful for me. And so that's why I come here today to say, what if, what if you stopped complaining about dating? What if you stopped calling it the worst? What if you tried to have fun with it, right? But there is still a place to acknowledge that there is difficulty in singleness. There is suffering in prolonged singleness. If you have been single longer than you wanted to be, I, my heart like that's why I'm here. I remember those years, years, and they feel exponentially longer as you get older. It is difficult, and I want you to hear that I know that. I cried many tears over desiring companionship, desiring a spouse. So I don't want to make light of that at all. I'm just trying to recommend a healthy way to process that rather than kind of sitting in this negative space all the time. So in my mind, instead of this sort of grumbling spirit, what does it look like to be honest with yourself, to be honest with the Lord, with your friends when you're not doing well, and actually grieve those things? What if we used a language of, of grief, of lament, of casting our cares upon the Lord because He cares for you, really pouring out your heart before Him when things are hard or the wait is long or what have you that trusting that He hears you and He wants to comfort you in those moments. So really going to the Lord in those times when you feel overwhelmed or frustrated or what have you and laying it all out there, right? Those feelings are very valid and it's good to process them. They aren't, however, the best leaders for what your next action should be necessarily. Again, they might you might realize, oh, I need to rest, or I need to take a break from dating, or I need to talk to my friends or my therapist or pray more about this situation. So they can help you know some actions to take. However, we also want to be thinking about those feelings and go, okay, have I processed that enough? Like really then think about them in a wise way. And that's where I'm suggesting a sort of positive mindset, a positive way to think about those feelings instead of a negative way. So a negative spiral would just keep, this is horrible, I can't do this, you know, this is so frustrating, dating these times, I wish I lived in a different time, that this was, marriage was easier, all these things. That's just gonna keep taking you down. That's where a lot of like difficult mental health stuff can happen when we kind of get stuck there. Instead, what if we grieved those things with the Lord and then prayed and asked him to help us move forward, asked him to help us set some goals. Lord, what can I do? What are some simple things I can do right now to meet someone new or to connect with a friend and ask them to pray for my dating life or what have you? Choosing to have hope as you date, 
I know that sounds difficult, but it is possible. So that's what I want to come to you today and say, this is an option, is to choose to have joy as you are looking for a spouse. Yes, you want to give yourself time to grieve when it's hard or notice the things that are difficult and make it work for you, and then choose to look forward with hope thinking on the Lord, thinking, reminding yourself that he's with you and for you. So we're not having hope that it'll work, everything will work out exactly as you want it to. We're having hope that God is for us and with us and that he is working out his wonderful plan that we get to be a part of. And so he's going to redeem the hard things. He's going to redeem the difficulties that you're going through. I could talk for a long time about the ways that God has blessed and redeemed really difficult parts of those single years where I was so very lonely, and how he has planted those difficulties, that suffering, and produced beautiful fruit in my life. And that has nothing, it is not me. I do not deserve the fruit that he has produced. It's because of who he is, of this wonderful Savior that we have, this great God that we serve. That's what he does. He takes suffering and he produces beautiful fruit from it. It's remarkable. So if you're in a place of wanting to change your mindset, I just want to encourage you to pray today and ask the Lord, like, Lord, would you help me change my mindset? Would you help me stop complaining about dating and about getting married and help me have hope that you could make this an actual, like, what What if this was a fun, growing season for you? What if this was something that you looked back on and said, oh, that was a positive that happened. That was a good thing. What if I just tried to have a better attitude about this whole thing? How would that help the situation? Um, I highly recommend sitting in John 15. If you are like in a hard place with dating or singleness, that was where I went, where Jesus is teaching his disciples how to stay plugged into him, to stay connected to the vine, right? I read that chapter over and over and over and over in like over a probably 18th month period. It was just where I went because I felt myself being pruned. I felt the Lord taking away a lot of things that were not producing fruit in my life. And so I just needed to be reminded that though maybe it felt painful, I knew that he was doing a good work in my life. And so, yeah, to end on this, I just, I know that maybe... I don't want you to be fake about it, right? There's that weird, how do we help ourselves get to a good place where we make choices or are positive, not in a a fake sort of way, or we're just, yeah, pretending because like, oh, Laura thinks I should be this way, so I'm going to pretend to be happy. No, no. I want you to be able to grieve the parts that are sad and then find true joy in making choices that are actually a more positive thing. So in some ways, you might have to start doing some things or choosing some actions or thought patterns. Maybe it doesn't feel great in the moment, but you'll start to see some fruit come from it. That's what I'm trying to encourage you from, that trust that, okay, Lord, what if I planted this seed of desiring to not complain and trust that you will produce the fruit of joy after I do that? Like, I can't see it, Lord. (laughs) I don't know how I'm supposed to date or do dating apps without being just irritated all the time. What if I trusted you in this process? That's what I'm kind of suggesting. Um, And I just want to encourage you, and this is something that I was reminded from, from that dating coach I mentioned, that it is never too late to make a connection with someone. So if you are feeling like you missed your chance at dating or you missed your chance at a relationship or a healthy marriage, no, there's no age limit to it. Now, you might need to grieve as I did, I had to grieve the fact that I didn't get married in my 20s. I got married in my 30s. And 
20-year-old Laura, 25-year-old Laura, 27-year-old Laura, she wanted to be married. She would have loved to have been married. And I look back and think, even with Trav, I wished I'd met him earlier, right? Now, I know we wouldn't have connected then. We both had different things we were going through. We, it just wasn't the right time yet. That doesn't mean I I still didn't long for relationship then. So I needed to grieve the husband of my 20s that was never there. But as I did, that made space then to have a new dream. What if I got married in my 30s? What does that look like? What are the positives of that? There's some. There's a lot of positives, right? Maybe you're older than that. Maybe you're in your 40s or 50s or so on. Like, There's places to grieve what isn't possible anymore and then ask the Lord to provide you with a new dream, faith that, to see that, oh, I still could connect with someone. There are a lot of people out there. Lord, would you give me hope that you could help me in this process? So that's my desire for you, that you would sit with the Lord, talk with friends, ask yourself, what would happen if I had a positive attitude about this dating process? What would happen if I stopped complaining? Let's see what happens, right? Let's stop complaining big picture about dating in general and your specific dating life. What if you ask the Lord to give you hope for your particular situation? That might look like praying today. It might look like connecting with a friend, talking to them about this episode or the things you're thinking about. And then, you know what I'm going to say next? It might look like saying hi to someone new, smiling, smiling so positive, right? <laughs> smiling, let the Lord, the Lord has made us glad. Um, tell your face, right? Tell your face to smile. Show the, the joy in the Lord. If you're happy and you know it, you know what I mean? Smile. Say hi to someone new. See if you can meet someone new and ask the Lord to continue to show you how to walk forward. Okay. Praying for you as I end this episode, and I'll talk to you later.